your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 412 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. And today, I thought we could kind of pick up where we left off yesterday and talk a little bit more about some unrestricted free agents who are still out there on the market, ripe for the taking for any team that wants to roll a dice on one of these unrestricted veteran free agents. So we will get into a couple more of them today and talk about whether or not there could be a fit with the New York Rangers. Some other news right here at the top of the show as well is that Locked On NHL podcasts are all going to be moving to three episodes per week for the month of August. I'm not sure if that will also be the case in September or not. We'll obviously cross that bridge when we get to it. And actually, this week, the one that's going on right now, is the first week of most locked-on NHL podcasts moving to just three episodes per week. But for anybody that's been listening to this podcast, you know that this is actually the fourth episode this week. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there uh, ready to cut it down to just three episodes. We'll have at least four episodes for you guys this week. If there's a fifth episode, it will probably be dropping sometime midday on Friday afternoon. We will see. I make no promises one way or the other, but consider this something of a bonus episode. And like I said, we will talk about some of those unrestricted free agents. We will also get into our ongoing series where we take a look at every single player that the Rangers took in the 2021 NHL draft. And today it's going to be Brody Lamb, a right winger that the Rangers selected in the fourth round. But let's go ahead, jump right into this look at the remaining unrestricted free agents that are still available around the league. And the first one I'm going to mention here today is going to be Marcus Johansson, a 30-year-old forward for the Minnesota Wild. He appeared in 36 regular season games this past season, scored six goals, and had eight assists with the Wild. And my interest in Johansson, or my relative interest, I'm not like saying that the Rangers absolutely need to sign this guy, or he's the missing piece, or if the Rangers sign Marcus Johansson, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Nothing like that. Every player that's still out there is probably not a superstar. All the superstars flew off the board as soon as free agency began. So everybody we're going to be mentioning in today's episode, everybody we mentioned in yesterday's episode, not exactly a superstar player. There are certainly some flaws in their game, but guys who nevertheless could probably help one team or another and might go on to help one team or another. As we mentioned yesterday, I'm sure there's at at least a couple of players out there that are still free agents. They're going to end up making a pretty significant impact uh, with whatever team ends up signing them. But to talk about Johansson here, my biggest interest is the simple fact that he can play all three forward positions. We've talked on here about how the Rangers have something of a logjam, especially at wing, but really at forward altogether. And they're going to have to get creative to make all the pieces fit and put guys in positions to succeed. But everything else being equal, give me a guy who brings a little bit of versatility to the table. Marcus Johansson definitely does that. Once again, able to play all three of the forward positions. He spent the first seven seasons of his career with the Washington Capitals and has since kind of become a journeyman. In the past four seasons, in fact, he has played with four different teams, the Devils, the Bruins, the Sabres, and most recently, the Minnesota Wild. His production has really kind of tailed off ever since he left the Capitals. He's been around a half point per game player over these past few seasons here. And in this past season, 
season. 36 games with the Minnesota Wild, six goals, eight assists, was a minus 10 overall. As far as whether or not there could be a fit for the New York Rangers, I think there could be, but it's probably a situation where the Rangers would first make a trade, and then that might open up a spot for Marcus Johansson. Let me explain what I mean by that. There have been all these rumors that the Rangers are in on Jack Eichel. I mean, it's gone on and on and on for over a year here. They, The Rangers and, and Sabres are engaged in the stare-down to end all stare-downs, a stalemate, call it whatever you want to call it. Neither team is budging, and we're basically where we were a year ago as far as Jack Eichel potentially coming to the Rangers. But whether the Rangers trade for Jack Eichel, Mark Shifley is a favorite of mine. You know, Maybe they strike some kind of deal with the Jets for him, although I got to be honest, I haven't heard Shifley's name come up all that recently in trade talk. But if the Rangers were to offer, whether it's the Sabres or the Jets or some other team for some other player, if they were to offer a package for an established NHL forward, most likely a center, then it's possible that the Rangers could include guys like, say, you know, Vitaly Kraftsoff or Philip Hedl, maybe Capo Caco. I don't think I would go there, but you get the idea. There could be multiple forwards moving in a trade that brings in a Jack Eichel or a Mark Shifley or somebody along those lines, maybe Evgeny Kuznetsov. I'm not really feeling that, but Kuznetsov name has at least come up a couple of times. And if that happens, and again, with Kuznetsov, there's no way I would be giving up, you know, Hedl and Krasov and Braden Schneider and Kay Andre Miller and whoever else. But you get the idea. If the Rangers bring in an established uh, rock-solid forward and most likely a center, then there's a very good chance that multiple forwards could be moving in the other direction. And if that's the case, you know, say the, the Rangers package Hedl and, I don't know, let's just say Hedl and Kako, and I, I think that would be too much, but let's just say that's what happens, and Jack Eichel comes in return, then that does kind of open up the door for another forward to join this New York Ranger team, and maybe Marcus Johansson could be that guy. And again, he's not a superstar or anything like that. He is coming off of a two-year, $9 million contract that he signed with the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres then traded him to the Wild after the first of those two seasons. And as far as what it would take to sign Marcus Johansson, I don't think he gets that much or really anywhere near that much, $4.5 million per season, uh, given that, once again, his production has dipped over these last couple of seasons. But maybe as a stopgap option, if you just want to bring in somebody who can give you some decent production, maybe you can get Marcus Johansson somewhere in the one-year, $2.5 million range, you know, something like that. But all of this kind of leads me into my next point, and that is the fact, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I would at least consider bringing Marcus Johansson if the Rangers make some kind of trade that opens up the door to bring in another forward. And the reason is that, yes, Johansson's production has dipped in recent seasons, but look at the teams he's played for. It's the Devils, the Bruins, the Sabres, and the Wild. And with the exception of the Bruins, none of those teams have really been all that great lately. I mean, I guess the Wild at least make the playoffs every season, but they haven't really made any deep runs or anything like that. And these are typically not high-scoring teams, once again, with the exception of the Bruins. But it should also be noted that Johansson only played 10 regular season games with the Bruins, so it's not like he really had a ton of time to do a whole lot with them. Uh, the Wild actually did see an uptick in their scoring this past season, but you get the idea here. For the most part, Johansson's just kind of been jumping from one team to the next to the next, and these have not been very successful teams for the most part, and not teams that really pile up a lot of goals. So if you put Johansson on a line with some talented young players on the New York Rangers, maybe his production increases a little bit. It's not like he's ancient. He's just 30 years old, and some somebody that as a stopgap forward, you know, given 
if there's some other move that the Rangers make and it opens the door for them to maybe add another piece via free agency, then maybe Marcus Johansson could make some sense as a stopgap option. Again, I'm not clamoring and just demanding that the Rangers bring this guy in, but somebody that could be a short-term answer if the Rangers make some other trade and they end up having a little bit of an opening. And the position versatility definitely helps there as well. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, moving right along here, let's go ahead and toss out another name, another unrestricted free agent who is still on the market, and that's going to be Alex Galchenyuk, 27-year-old center and left winger from the Toronto Maple Leafs, most recently played with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I know what a lot of people are thinking. There might be some people out there yelling, and this guy's a bust, he's no good, this, that, and the other thing. Listen, there is some truth to that. Galchenyuk was the number three overall pick of the 2012 NHL draft. He was taken by the Montreal Canadiens and has thus far failed to live up to the expectations that inherently come with being the number three overall pick in any draft. And since playing for the Canadians, he has moved on to the Coyotes, the Wild, the Penguins, the Senators, and again, most recently, the Maple Leafs. He had quite the season this past year, quite the uh, roller coaster, chock full of ups and downs. Started with the Ottawa Senators. He signed with them on a one-year, $1.05 million deal in the offseason. He was often a healthy scratch. In fact, I believe he was slightly more often a healthy scratch than not with the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa then traded him to the Carolina Hurricanes. The Canes immediately placed him on waivers. That was their plan all along. There were other parts moving around in that deal. But Galchenyuk cleared waivers and was set to join the AHL Chicago Wolves. But before he joined the Wolves, he was actually traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs by the Carolina Hurricanes. He then Spent some time with the Maple Leafs AHL team, the Toronto Marlies. And after that, he was called up to the Leafs after six games with the Marlies. And he did all right for the Leafs. He had 12 points in 26 games down the stretch in the regular season. He also had four points in six playoff games. He got all that good because there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, with Galchenyuk, again, it's easy to label him a bust given the fact that he was the number three overall selection in the draft in 2012 and is now 27 years old and is not yet reached his ceiling or really gotten anywhere near it, but there have always been some flashes of potential, and he has had some good seasons in the past. Not superstar-esque seasons, but some good seasons. And the way I see it, when you're dealing with somebody with that kind of a draft pedigree, I think it's at least worth a shot, because you will probably be able to have him for way less than I think most people would have expected Galchenyuk to be making at this point in his NHL career because he was widely expected to become a superstar in this league. It has not happened yet, but he is still just 27 years old, and you could make the argument that he, if he were to join the Rangers, would be surrounded by maybe the most talented team that he's ever had in his career. I think it's worth a roll of the dice. Again, you know, you're not going to be paying anything for this guy, and he is somebody that scouts all liked, and everybody knew he was going to be taken very quickly in the draft in 2012, and he indeed went number three overall, and he's had some okay seasons. Uh, I do like the versatility. He can play center or left wing. 
I'm not sure if he could play right wing, but I mean, you could ask him to do that. I don't think he would say no if it means he gets a chance to play hockey and, and you know be part of this New York Ranger team. Uh, he's mostly played left wing in recent seasons, though, uh, has won just 45.9% of the faceoffs in his career. And Again, he's coming off of a one-year, $1.05 million deal. That tells me he could probably be had for something similar by whichever team ends up signing him this year. Somebody needs to roll the dice here and just take a chance, and and really not even much of a chance, because it would be a very low-risk, fairly high-reward signing for any team that offers him you know, a one-year contract, maybe even a two-year contract going into this offseason here. There are players who are late bloomers in this league. Sometimes it just takes a while for the light bulb to go on, for players to put all the pieces together, use whatever analogy you want to use. But when you've got someone who, you know, there's all this talk that he hasn't lived up to expectations, and that is fair. He has not lived up to expectations. But Galchenyuk and his career, it's not like it's been a complete disaster either. He's got 333 points in 583 games. It is not a spectacular total by any means, but it is not a complete catastrophe either. And Galchenyuk, again, the former number three overall pick, he's still just sitting there in free agency. So yeah, if I'm the Rangers, I'm going to make that phone call. And I especially would make that phone call given the fact that they just traded their top line right winger. And I realize Galchenyuk mostly plays left wing, but maybe you ask him to play the right wing as well. And you just take a chance here on somebody that has not lived up to expectations, but somebody who certainly has a wealth of talent and bring in somebody whose calling card is offensive production because the Rangers have certainly made more than their fair share of moves to make this team tougher and bigger and nastier and more physical this offseason. They brought in seven guys, either by free agency or by trade, and that's the calling card of all seven of those players is that they're going to play physical hockey. I think it'd be okay to bring in somebody whose biggest attribute is his offensive production and I suppose also his upside because I don't think that Galchenyuk has quite reached his potential. In fact, I know he hasn't because when you go number three overall, uh, you got to figure the potential is pretty high. The ceiling is pretty high. And so, yeah, I'm all for the Rangers reaching out to Galchenyuk and maybe coming to an agreement on, once again, something that would be an extremely low risk and very high reward kind of free agent pickup here. So if I'm the Rangers, pick up the phone, give Alex Galchenyuk a call sooner rather than later before he signs with somebody else for basically nothing. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, we'll go ahead and talk about one last unrestricted free agent for today, and then we will move on to the Rangers' fourth-round draft pick, Brody Lamb. And the last UFA that we will discuss today is going to be Zdeno Chara. And this one's a little bit out there, but I need you guys to stay with me on this. I mean, hey, it's a bonus episode anyway, right? So let's just have some fun here. But, you know, Zdeno Chara, despite being 44 years old, 
Another solid season for the Capitals last season, his first season in D.C. He averaged 18 minutes and 19 seconds of ice time and also led the Caps in shorthanded time on the ice per game at 2 minutes and 41 seconds. To do any of that at age 44, tremendously impressive. And going into this last offseason, I'm just kind of connecting the dots here because there were some rumors that the Rangers might be looking to bring in Zdeno Chara last offseason. His contract with the Bruins had expired. I think most people probably expected him to re-sign with the Bruins. He ended up signing with the Capitals instead because it looked like the Capitals could guarantee him more playing time. And then this past season with the Caps, once again at 44 years old, he skated in 55 games out of a possible 56, scored two goals, had eight assists, blocked 67 shots, which was second on the Washington Capitals, also dished out 88 hits. That was second among Capitol defensemen only to Brendan Dillon. He was a plus five overall, and he still hits. 88 hits delivered last season. Needless to say, Zdeno Chara has quite a bit of experience. He has played 1,608 regular season games with the Islanders, Senators, Bruins, and Capitals. He has also skated in an additional 200 Stanley Cup playoff games. So basically about two and a half regular seasons worth of playoff games, which is just crazy to think about. And he won the Stanley Cup with the Bruins back in 2011. We talked about the Rangers looking to add a little bit of experience and maybe even one or two guys who have won a Stanley Cup. They've done that with Barclay Goodrow. And if Chara were to sign with the Rangers, then they'd have another one. Chara's last deal with the Capitals was for one year and $795,000, so I don't think money is going to be an issue. I can't see him getting significantly more than that amount. Um, and with Chara, you know, I think it's at least worth some consideration on the part of the Rangers, but I really can't get too far on board here. This is kind of the fun, wacky idea that we toss out at the end of, uh, you know, all these unrestricted free agents that we've been discussing. We did the same thing yesterday with Joe Thornton, although by the end of that episode, I was almost talking myself into the Rangers signing Joe Thornton. I don't think that's going to happen here with Zdeno Chara, though, uh, for a couple of reasons. As we've discussed on this podcast, it looks like probably five of the Rangers' six defensemen positions have pretty much been spoken for. You got Fox, Lindgren, Truba, Miller, and Namath. I got to believe all five of those guys are going to be in the lineup night in and night out. And I think, you know, that only leads one position— for the rest of the Rangers, and I think the Rangers would be more than happy to let some of the kids duke it out for that spot, battle it out for that sixth and final spot. You got Zach Jones, Tarmo Reunanen, Braden Schneider, just to name a few, and then you've also got Jared Tenorti. I wouldn't really call him a kid, but he's kind of penciled in as the seventh man. You know, if the Rangers want to roll with seven defensemen on a certain night, then maybe Tenorti gets into the lineup. If there's an injury, maybe you plug Tenorti into the lineup. He could be a healthy scratch on a lot of nights and somebody who's just ready to go anytime there's any kind of an issue or maybe you're up against a team where you're expecting trouble and Tenorti can go out there and kind of act as an enforcer. But yeah, I mean, I will say this. I've definitely seen the Rangers do crazier things than add Zdeno Chara as kind of a one-year stopgap option. But I'm not really clamoring for them to add Zdeno Chara at this point either. I think the Rangers are feeling good about their defensemen. They've already added a veteran in Namath. And it might be something of a challenge to squeeze Chara onto the roster. And if you do squeeze Chara onto the roster, then you're probably preventing one of the kids from earning a spot in the NHL, which seems counterproductive to what the Rangers are attempting to do right now. And... Again, I mean, I would not hate the move. I would not be livid with the Rangers for doing it. Chara proved last year that he can still play, even at his advanced age. But I don't really see a fit either. I, I think, you know, the five spots are accounted for. And then for that sixth and final spot, you let one of the kids claim it uh, by way of having a strong training camp and or a strong preseason. But figure out at least toss out Zidane Chara as an option. Fun to at least discuss the idea. 
And we will get to our draft spotlight in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to share some news that the Rangers have re-signed goalie Adam Huska. He is back with the team on a one-year, two-way contract. He will earn $750,000 if he is called up to the NHL, and he will earn $80,000 while playing in the minors with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, this past season, Huska went 9-4 and with a 2.70 goals against average and an 890 save percentage. As far as the Ranger depth chart at goalies right now, I mean, I would say maybe he's like fourth because... Obviously, Igor Shesterkin is still around, and we'll keep our eye on that and see if the Rangers make any progress there, if they hammer out a long-term deal with Igor Shesterkin. You've also got Alex Georgiev back in the fold, although he is a restricted free agent after this upcoming season. And you've also got Keith Kincaid back in the fold. He will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this upcoming season. So it's possible that—I mean, first of all, it's possible that Huska could at some point make his NHL, NHL debut this season— but if that doesn't happen, it's certainly possible that Huska could be number two on the depth chart heading into the following season. Uh, we'll see if Alex Georgiev ends up getting traded. We'll see if Keith Kincaid leaves via free agency. But Huska, you know, could make his debut on the New York Rangers, if not this season, then certainly by next season. And there could be some other moves that the Rangers make at that position. We will keep our eye on that, of course. But Huska, you know, just for some more context, 24 years old, was selected in the seventh round of the 2015 NHL draft, going number 184 overall. And he could very easily be the starting goalie for the Wolfpack next season. He'll probably be in a battle with uh, Tyler Wall or maybe Keith Kincaid gets some games in the AHL. We'll see. There's a lot of different ways that this whole thing could shake out. For his total career with the Wolfpack, he has gone 21-17-9 with a save percentage of 892 and a goals against average of 3.02. And once again, Adam Huska back with the New York Rangers on a one-year deal. The other bit of news here is that John Tortorella has been hired by ESPN as an analyst. And buckle up. I mean, it's always he's always entertaining. For better or worse, I think when John Tortorella talks, people tend to listen. He's obviously a pretty big name in the hockey world. He tends to make an impact once again, for better or worse, pretty much everywhere he goes and with everything that he does. And I think it's a great choice for ESPN. I know that there were some rumors that John Tortorella could be in the running to be the next New York Ranger coach. Obviously, the Rangers went with Gerard Gallant. Gallant was my top choice all along. I'm glad that they went with Gallant. I was intrigued by the idea of John Tortorella coming back to the Rangers, but I never really got on board with that. I just think uh, one lengthy John Tortorella coaching tenure is enough. And I just didn't really see it as a fit. You know, he, he just tends to ruffle feathers. And I thought Gerard Collant was the superior choice. And I'm glad that they went with him. So even though I wasn't really feeling the Rangers bring back John Tortorella, I will 100% be tuning in when John Tortorella is talking some hockey on ESPN. Definitely looking forward to that. Like I said, he's always entertaining in one way or another. And I think it's a great fit and a great choice for him to be an analyst with ESPN. But with that, let's go ahead and point the draft spotlight once again at Brody Lamb the Rangers' fourth-round pick, the first of three fourth-round picks that the Rangers made this season in the NHL draft. Brody Lamb is a right winger. And before we start discussing Lamb at great length here, I just want to kind of give you guys a rundown of the episodes where we talk about the other New York Ranger draft picks. We discussed Brandon Othman and the possibilities of the Rangers taking Brandon Othman with the number 15 overall pick in episode 397. Of course, the Rangers did take Brandon Othman with that number 15 overall pick. And after they did so, we talked more about Othman in episode number 404. Then we talked about Ryder Korzak in episode 410, Jaden Grube in episode 411, and of course, Brody Lamb here in today's episode 412. So with Lamb... I should probably mention that this is the draft pick that the Rangers acquired in the trade that sent Brandon Lemieux to the Los Angeles Kings this past season. They got a fourth-round pick in exchange, and the Rangers used that pick to select Lamb here. 
Lamb is just 17 years old. He's a right winger, six feet tall, 165 pounds, and has a righty shot. He led the state of Minnesota in scoring in his most recent high school season, and he's committed to the University of Minnesota for 2022-2023. He is expected to play at the highest level of junior hockey this upcoming season, and don't expect to see Lamb anytime soon. Obviously, you know, he's not even an adult yet in the literal sense of the word. He's only 17 years old. Uh, but the Rangers made this pick clearly with an eye on the future. And when you lead the entire state of Minnesota in high school hockey scoring, uh, you're certainly going to get some attention. And Lamb, no exception here. Lamb played for the Green Bay Gamblers of the USHL and was taken number 49 overall by the Gamblers in the 2019 Futures Draft. And his numbers in high school are just absolutely ridiculous off the charts. And I realize it's high school hockey, and there's no way that these kinds of numbers are sustainable as you continue to move up the ranks, but they're still fun to marvel at. So get this. L listen to the season he just had for the Dodge City Wildcats once again in high school. So 24 games, he scored in these 24 games, 52 goals and had 35 assists. So he had 87 points in 24 games, about three and a half points per game. I don't even know what to say about that. It's just absolutely wild. And again, I don't care what level of hockey that is. That is tremendously impressive. And Minnesota, obviously a hotbed for hockey. There's some good competition out there, and he's still skating circles around all of his peers. So that's very, very impressive. And again, the Rangers made this pick looking more at the future than the here and now. Don't expect to see Lamb debuting for this team next season because it's not going to happen. But I'll leave you guys with just uh, scouting report here from Elite Prospects going into the draft this year. The core of Lamb's effectiveness is his shooting ability and passing skill. He explodes through his shot, transferring his weight over the puck before rolling his wrists through the release. Although he looks to shoot more than pass, he's an efficient playmaker who finds teammates on the weak side, draws in pressure, and uses hook and slip passes to connect. And so again, you know, when you're putting up these kinds of numbers, these insane video game-like numbers that Lamb has put up in high school, you're not going to be ignored from teams around the NHL. And the Rangers pounce, and they got their guy, once again, doing it with an eye on the future, but they got somebody who has tremendous upside. And I think by the time you get into the fourth round, if you're picking somebody who's got big-time upside, then you're doing something right. So I think this is another nice pick by the New York Rangers here. And obviously, uh, we'll just kind of bide our time and wait and see what happens with Lamb throughout his college career when he does get to the University of Minnesota. And we'll see if and when he rocks the Ranger jersey for the first time. But obviously a very intriguing pick by the New York Rangers here by Chris Drury and the rest of the front office. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.